Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. and happy Saturday. What a show we've got for you today. We're going to spend nearly the whole show talking about the border with Title 42 set to expire with fentanyl pouring over in the record numbers with illegal aliens pouring over in record numbers and no real solution in sight. We are facing an extraordinary challenge. And so today we're going to start off with Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. He's using the ability of lawfare to try to force the Biden administration to take significant acts. You heard yesterday from the Texas Land Commissioner how they declared some islands in the Rio Grande as state property so they could get law enforcement on there. Ken Paxton doing a lot more in the court of law to also counter the threats of the border. He's got some great stuff. Then Brandon Judd, the head of the Border Patrol Agents Union, a straight talker on the border security. He says that when Title 42 is lifted, the flow of immigrants will grow from six to 8,000 a day to 11 to 16,000 a day. And at that moment, only 10% of Border Patrols will actually be protecting the border. The rest will be playing concierge, hotel workers for the influx of the migrants. And that means that no longer will the U.S. not only have that operational control of its southern border, something that the Border Patrol top uniform officer told Congress recently, at that point, with 10% there, the cartels will have full operational control of our border. The Mexican cartels, some of our most heinous enemies in the world, poisoning our country with fentanyl, heroin, and other opioids. They'll have operational control, according to the briefings that Brandon Judd is getting as a Border Patrol agent as the president of the union. That is a scary thing. Brandon Judd's going to give us a top of that. And then we're going to finish up with Derek Maltz, the former special operations chief for the Drug Enforcement Agency, DEA. He has been a voice for all the families who have lost loved ones from fentanyl poisoning, fentanyl overdosing. Both of those are scourges in the United States right now. He has some real strong ideas about what to do short-term, long-term to make a sudden and swift difference. Not only at closing the border, but at closing down the drug trade and the human trafficking trade that creates the revenues for that drug trade. So a really amazing show today. Ken Paxton, Attorney General of Texas, followed by Brandon Judd, the president of the Border Patrol Union, and then finishing up with Derek Maltz, the former DEA special operations chief. He ran the most sensitive operations to take down cartels and drug runners across the world. He joins us, a very talented man. We're lucky to have all three today. We're going to focus on the border with the Title 42 crisis about to begin in earnest next week. All right, we'll take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. 
Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group. Text Just News to 989898 right now. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook uh, uh, vegetable dinners and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down and my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you 100% money back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick house nutrition and of course field of greens all you got to do to take advantage of this offer visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code just news that's promo code just news at fieldofgreens.com don't wait go to fieldofgreens.com today use the promo code just news for 15 percent off Welcome back to the show, everybody. You may have lost a little bit of hope and feel like nobody has cared about getting down to the bottom of COVID pandemic and uh, and that push for vaccines, but that's certainly not the case with our next guest. Just hours ago, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton announced that his office was launching an investigation into gain-of-function research and misrepresentations by COVID-19 vaccine manufacturers like Pfizer and Moderna. So joining us now is the Republican Attorney General from the Lone Star State, A.G. Paxton. Welcome back to the show, sir. Thank you for being here. Hey, always glad to be on. Thanks for having me. Sir, I, I know that the, the basis of this case is uh, Texas's Deceptive Trade Practices Act, Act. Can you kind of walk our audience through the facts of this case? And also, you know, it feels like as I as I read the details about this, that the uh, resulting situation could be class action lawsuits and maybe a little bit of accountability for people who were injured by the vaccine. Can you walk us through all that? Yeah, so we are launching an investigation that we sent out what are called civil investigative demands, like interrogatory questions for Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson concerning uh, 
whether they engaged in gain-of-function research and misled the public about doing so. So we really want to know if they've misled the pub- public about the, the uh, efficacy of their COVID-19 vaccines and the likelihood of transmitting COVID-19 after taking the vaccines, and it, which would be a violation of our Deceptive Trade Practice Act. Sir, you've been a champion of using states' rights, uh, the very thing our founding fathers gave us, to do what the federal government hasn't had the courage to do. Obviously, this is another big example of that. It also means you're, you're poking a, a broomstick into a big hornet's nest because a lot of the drug manufacturers and their close allies in Washington don't want people snooping around in this. Have you experienced any pushback just as you've begun this investigation? Well, I mean, it was very. It was within maybe an hour or so. I got uh, definitely contacted by uh, the lawyers for these companies, and there have been certain outlets. I'm not going to say which ones who, so far, have resisted wanting to talk about this issue. So, look, I'm not surprised. Pharma uh, has a lot of influence. They have a lot of money. It's like big tech, and uh, you know, they certainly aren't going to go down quietly. Yeah, well, that's for sure. Sir, I want to shift gears to something that I think is on the minds of a lot of Americans as far as our national security, our open and porous border, which is set to uh, really get even worse. And especially off the heels of the news from this weekend, that Mexican national who executed uh, five individuals after being, I believe, deported five times. A lot of people are starting to focus on this crisis at our border, even folks who might not have uh, before And I know that you have partnered with America First Legal to block some of those extreme Biden regulations and directives like the one awarding green cards to illegal aliens. Well, look, I think what happened with those five people, you're going to see a lot more of that. The, uh, the Biden administration has not just allowed the cartels to expand, but they've actually encouraged them. They've they've aided and abetted them. They move people around for them. And the cartels are making billions uh, every month. And that that means they're going to expand their network even more because the more people they can bring in, they they make money off of each person. And then also, as you know, the border is wide open for drugs. And so the cartels are not going to give that up easily. They're going to want to continue this and grow it. And the Biden administration is doing everything in their power to help them do it. Yeah, that they are. We had such a powerful moment in Washington, a hearing last week, sir, where a whistleblower testified how the government has acted as the middleman in a child trafficking scheme that puts young parentless children from foreign countries in the hands of the cartels on their way here. And then when they get in the United States, they're lost in the United States by the very government that uh, brought them in and placed them with families. Um, Is there anything Texas can do to try to get inside that trafficking ring, to get inside that and protect the children? I know you're really, really concerned about what we've learned about the government's sort of negligence on this front? Well, the first thing we have to do is try to stop it. And that's why we're, we've got 16 lawsuits against Biden administration just related to immigration. So we're actually trying to stop our federal government from doing great harm to the citizens of my state and the citizens of this country. But not only us, they're doing harm, as you said, to the migrants. I mean, they're not in this to help the migrants. They're not in this to help Americans. They're in this to get votes and to do as much damage to Republican states as they can. So. As cynical as that is, I, I challenge anybody to look at the results of what they're doing, what they're encouraging, what they're incentivizing, and what they're helping aid and abet the cartels to do to dispute what I just said. Yeah. Sir, we've, we've spoken with a number of states' attorneys generals about 
the issue of very far left progressive DAs. And I know that, that you are one of those people who we've spoken to about this as well. But I wanted to ask you about your your legal outlook on that, because in, in your state, uh, in Austin, you had, I believe he was a former army surgeon, Daniel Perry, that Uber driver who was convicted. You obviously had a, a Soros funded DA who went after him. But you see these pockets of America where the the legal action taken by those DAs doesn't really comport with the feelings of the citizens of that city or state. As you look forward and you see these DAs sprinkled across America, what can state's attorneys generals do to to fight against that? Well, it's really frustrating to me because Soros is out. He's gone to these liberal cities where Democrats are going to decide who the DA is. So Republicans don't have any say in it. He funds the most liberal leftist DA who's not going to enforce the law and who's going to go after people like Sergeant Perry and other political leaders that they don't like. It's a genius strategy. And unless legislatures get a handle on this and start uh, providing accountability for these DAs so that there's some oversight and there's some uh, there's some remedy for people that have been harmed by this. And there's also a remedy to have somebody come in and prosecute. This is going to get worse. And if we delay too long, we're going to lose the country pretty quickly. And Soros is going to do it from the ground up, not from the top down. Yeah, so true. Exactly what our enemies wanted to to divide us from within not so they wouldn't have to conquer us from afar. Scary moment. Uh, I want to go back to the border and another player at the border. Obviously, the cartels are the, uh, are the primary bad actor working to get into the country with Joe Biden's easy regulations now. But China is at the front end of the precursor production uh, that results in that fentanyl and other drugs coming into the country. Uh, can you tell us what you've learned as attorney general about China's role in the early part of the manufacturing process and what you and other states may be able to do in the absence of action by President Biden? So I learned really from President Trump's time in office and from his work that it was China that was involved in manufacturing this and then sending it to cartels. This is a this is a team, China, cartels, Biden administration. And it's literally frustrating because we we can't stop that production. We can't stop the transportation. We supposedly don't have the authority to do anything unless we can prove that a state law was broken. Right. Otherwise, these you know, these people operate with almost impunity along the border. And they've got so much opportunity now because. The border is not being manned anymore by uh, by Border Patrol. It's being logistically controlled by the cartels because Border Patrol is just doing logistics for the uh, for all the immigrants coming in. And so they're busy. They're not able to stop much of the drug trafficking, which means in the end, this is the, the worst part of all of it. That lots of our kids, literally over 100,000 people overdosed last year. And that number keeps going up because of what the Biden administration is encouraging. Sir, I wanted to ask you about something that you often hear from the left side of the aisle. I'm I'm old enough to remember the early 2000s when the border crisis was just beginning to surge. And at that time, I do think our immigration system was broken, as Democrats like to say. However, since then, we've had numerous presidents, uh, notably and most recently President Trump, who who had who placed new laws on the border to protect it. Remain in Mexico, just what did different creative ways to to shore up and fortify the border. Uh, Democrats are still using the talking point, the Biden administration included, that it is a broken immigration system that is what's allowing all of these illegals to flood through our border and invade our, our, the interior. I don't think it's necessarily that the immigration system is broken. I think it's that laws just aren't being enforced. Do we need more laws? Uh, they're, I'm just going to say it. They're lying. That is a, is you, you, the, the proof is in the pudding. The, the numbers under the Trump administration 
showed a dramatic decrease in illegal immigration. The numbers within a year, I think, of Biden taking over were up over 300 percent. They're probably up even more. and They're going to go up even more. Uh, so what they did was they dismantled every. They looked and said, OK, Trump was successful in reducing the numbers of people coming across by doing these four things. Um, and so they've gone through and they've, they've, dis, they've tried to dismantle Remain in Mexico. They stopped. They, Trump had stopped catch and release. They reauthorized it. He was building a wall, which is a long-term solution. And then he was also using Title 42. They've dismantled the, everything that worked. They got rid of. And then they say it's, it's a broken system. You know who broke it? Them. By not following yeah. federal law, not enforcing federal law. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. Brandon Judd right after the commercial break. Hey folks, it's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors, but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews and extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Welcome back, everybody. As we near the 11th hour of heading into May 11th, the White House has announced a few different measures they say will hopefully help ward off a huge influx of illegal immigrants into our nation. The first was a recent announcement to deploy 1,500 troops to the southern border, hoping to tighten security and aid border agents in their duties all along our southern border. And the second measure involved Biden's Department of Homeland Security personnel working directly with Mexican President Obrador to strike a deal which would have Mexico allow the United States to send foreign nationals back across the border for at least four countries. And now we've heard that DHS Secretary Mayorkas, well, he's going to take a trip to the Rio Grande Valley. Finally, interesting timing, wouldn't you say? National Border Patrol Council President Brandon Judd joins us now to discuss this. Brandon, welcome back, sir. 
Man, it's good to be with you, John. It's good to be with you, too. You as well. Sir, I hate to be defeatist, but we are just a little over a week out from May 11th. And I know that in a recent op-ed, you talked about how once Title 42 expires, once that goes away, there is nothing stopping Mexican drug cartels from having complete control of our of our southern border. Can you talk to us about that op-ed? Yeah, I'm, I'm extremely disappointed in this administration. I'm extremely disappointed that they knew that all of this was going to happen and that they've done nothing to actually give us the policies and programs or operations to deal with this issue. When you look at the total numbers of people across the borders illegally, it's important that we talk about the number of apprehensions that we have because that tells you how many agents are on the border. If we're apprehending 3,000 people, that means that we have about uh, 70% of our resources on the border. If we're apprehending 5,000 people, then we have about 50% of our resources on the border. Right now, we're apprehending... 7,700 people every single day. That means only about 40 to, to 30, 35 to 40% of our resources on the border. Once that number goes up even more, once Title 42 goes away, we're gonna be down to about 10% of our resources. And when we have 10% of our resources on the border, that means the cartels are going to control every single stretch. Right now they can control certain stretches, but once, we, once Title 42 goes away and the explosion happens, they're gonna control our entire Southwest border. And when they do that, that's, that's when they're gonna be able to bring in all of their products. The, the fentanyl, the dangerous drugs, the criminal aliens, the aliens from special interest countries, all of that is going to go up and it's going to be Americans that are going to pay for it. You've been warning for such a long time. It seems like the actions of the last 48 hours for the Biden administration, sort of just a little PR Hail Mary. Will the 1500 troops, will uh, the deal with Mexico have any uh, effect on the men and women that you represent and who have worked so hard under the most impossible circumstances? So let's start with the 1500 uh, National Guards first. And all you have to do is listen to what the White House said. They said they're not going to be doing any law enforcement operations. They're not going to be uh, having any contact with uh, people in our custody. If they don't do that, that means they're not going to take away our administrative duties. For us, every single thing that we do, we, we come in contact with these individuals. Hospital watch, transport, processing, detention security, all of that requires us to come in contact with these individuals that are in custody. So if the National Guard's not going to do that, then they're not going to alleviate any of the workload on us, which means we're not going to be we're not going to be able to free up our resources. If we can't free up our resources, that means we're still doing the exact same jobs that we that, that we're doing right now that is allowing the cartels to control certain stretches of the border. So they've got to deploy these National Guard not to give them the authority to either do law enforcement jobs or they're going to have to allow them to come in contact to do our processing. And if they don't do that, then nothing's going to happen. Hmm. Brandon, I wanted to ask you if you could give us any insight into the reasoning behind that second measure that I mentioned as far as sending back uh, border apprehension folks from Haiti, Cuba, Nicaragua and um, Guatemala. What about Honduras, Syria, Russia, China, Uzbekistan, Yemen, Guatemala, Lebanon? The list goes on and on. Over 100, I think, countries once these people came. Why, why not all these other countries? Why just these four? Yeah. So if you look at the if you look at the numbers that we're dealing with right now from those four countries, those numbers are very, very low. So that's not even going to put a dent in the number of people. But then you also have to look at how Mexico has dealt with Title 42 and whether or not we can trust Mexico. And the fact is, is we can't. We cannot rely upon a foreign government to do our job. We can control our borders from our side. We can't ask Mexico to do our job for us if we can't trust them. And, and there's been nothing to show that they have been true border security partners. 
partners under this administration. They know that they can get over on this administration. Just look at Title 42. Right now, we're supposed to be able to expel every single person that crosses the border illegally into Mexico. But Mexico has put limits on that. They've said they're only going to accept back 300 Venezuelans per day through Brownsville. Well, we're apprehending 1,200 Venezuelans per day from Brownsville. So that again, that's just a dent in the uh, in, in the total number of people that are crossing. So these four countries isn't going to do anything. We're still going to see a huge increase and we're not receiving any help from this administration. Man, that's your not. Sir, you have always been more accurate than the Homeland Security Department these last two years in telling us what lies ahead. Do your uh, uh, fellow agents, they have a sense of how many people are likely to start crossing the border days at 10,000, 12,000? What's your best guess based on what's lining up downstream right now? It's a minimum, minimum of 11,000, but wow. we could see up to 16,000. It just depends on how the cartels go out and advertise their services. If the cartels are very aggressive in advertising their services, that number could go up to 16,000, but we will see a minimum of 11,000 people per day again. And what that means, that's why we have to look at this. Let's put those numbers in context. 11,000 people per day means that we only have 10% of our resources on the border. And with only 10% of our resources on the border, cartels control our border, and that's a problem. Mm. Wow. Brandon, when I, when I watch the messaging coming from this administration, it sometimes feels like we're in an upside down world, whether they're talking about the economy, national security, of course, with respect to the border. But there's one person in that briefing room, Peter Ducey, who continues to press Corinne Jean-Pierre uh, about a lot of these issues. And I want our audience to see this video and then get your reaction on the other side. The border is secure, as the administration has said, then why would we need to send 1,500 active duty U.S. troops down there? Because we need more work. We need more work needs to be done, Peter. We put forth a, a, a comprehensive immigration uh, uh, legislation and Congress, uh, Republicans in Congress refused to act. She said that there's more work to do, but she's said numerous times that the border is secure. And let's be clear. I mean, I'd love to take her up on this comprehensive immigration reform package that the that the White House put forward. There is nothing in that immigration package that gives us the, the law enforcement measures that are necessary to control the border. All it does is gives amnesty. That's it. It does not give us any more resources. It does not give us any more tools that are necessary. We have got to have policy. If we have proper policy, if we have proper enforcement operations, we can control the border today. They don't want to give us that and they know it so they just deflect and blame it on other people if they're not blaming it on trump they're blaming it on co on congress when in reality trump proved to prove that we have um th that they have the authority the administration uh, i'm sorry the executive branch has the authority to do what is necessary to control the border so when uh, everything that we see from her is nothing more than either a lie or deflection and in this case it was nothing more than a deflection mm. Sir, you have done more than anyone that I know to keep reminding people the human consequence of an open border, whether it's the fentanyl deaths, the deaths of the migrants dying at the border, that, that heinous crime in Texas, five people innocently slaughtered by a five-time removed illegal immigrant. I know how much the Border Patrol contributed to trying to capture that man. Tell us what message that episode has sent to the entire world about the security of our country. 
There's two things. I mean, we, we have to look at the BORTAC unit, that very specialized unit of the Border Patrol. Yeah. And those agents, those are great agents. And, and them constantly putting themselves in, in danger to protect the American people. That's the first thing that we have to look at. Then we have to look at why was this individual allowed to be in the United States in the first place? Note, and I'm going to go right back to Karine Jean-Pierre. Notice when she gave a briefing on that, she never even mentioned that this person was in the country illegally. All she tried to do was make it all about guns. When are we going to learn that, that criminals do not care about the law? You can have the strictest laws that there are, and criminals are going to violate that law. That doesn't matter. What we could have controlled is we could have controlled his immigration status. We could have prosecuted him each time he crossed the border illegally, and we didn't. All we did was deported him. Every single time after the initial deportation, every single time he crossed the border illegally and we took him into custody, it was a felony, and we could have prosecuted him for a felony. And if we would have done that, he'd be in prison today, and those people would be alive. Also, we have to control yeah. the borders so that this doesn't happen again. All right, we got one more good one for you. Derek Maltz, the former special operations chief of the DEA. He's going to talk about fentanyl and some amazing strategies, simple things that can be done to protect our communities across America from one of the greatest drug scourges in all of our country's history. Derek Maltz, right after this commercial break. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. We're going to stay on the border and the human consequences of the border because one of the greatest tolls comes from fentanyl, which keeps flowing across our border along with other synthetic deadly drugs. It's killing Americans by the tens of thousands. And it's something that our next guest has been warning about for a long time. He not only ran the special operations unit of the DEA for a long time, he has day in and day out tirelessly for the last decade warned, educated brought to life all of the people who have been victims of fentanyl and synthetic drugs. He is the former director of operations at DEA and our good friend, Derek Maltz. Derek, good to have you back on the show, sir. Thanks for having me back. You are uh, relentless in your effort and you're breaking through. I, I now go out in the, I was out in Philadelphia this past weekend. People understand fentanyl now. They understand the dangers of it. It isn't because of our government because they aren't doing any preaching and teaching and learning and warning. But you have, do you feel like the tide is shifting a little bit that Americans understand how grievous a danger this drug and the cartels pose to America? John, I do feel like the messaging is getting out there. And I'm very proud of the army of families around America who have stepped up after losing their children, some of them as young as 13 years old. They're out there doing, you know, marches, they're doing rallies, they're they're educating the kids in school. They're putting together, you know, making billboards in Times Square in New York City. So we are making some headway. But you got to remember, we're in the battle of a lifetime here with China 
pushing all these new synthetic drugs, like most recently with the Trank that's all over the news, the Xylazine. Right. You can buy that stuff for a dollar a kilogram now on the Chinese websites, okay? And, you know, the CDC came out with some stats this week, you know, 279% increase in fentanyl deaths in the five-year period, starting with 16. But that's because that's when the cartels started really getting involved with putting all the fake pills in pop in, in our streets all over the city, all over the country, and in all of our cities. So the fake pills are really driving a lot of the deaths. And now the powdered fentanyl coming in from all over, not just Mexico, but from Canada, from China, from all over the place on the dark web. So we have a big problem. Yeah, that we do. Yeah, and, and I think you're right. I think that a lot of Americans are finally figuring out that this, this is chemical poisoning of Americans and this this insane volume of pills that we saw last month at Ote Meza, one of the, the port of entry locations down in San Diego, 3.5 million pills. I read that the street value on that is over $20 million. Um, when the cartels miss out on that type of revenue, $20 million, how do they typically react? Well, they don't have to do much now because they have multi-billions coming in from the migrant smuggling. They have unlimited resources, so they're just going to continue to produce more, unlimited production. And so, it's it, yeah, it's a cost of doing business. They're always losing loads. They're losing money, but they're losing people now, and they don't really care about the American people. They just care about making money. One of the things about that seizure, Amanda, if you do the math, like DEA says, six out of 10 pills potentially can kill that's over two million uh, lives were saved by that law enforcement seizure on that one day in uh, in San Diego port of entry. You know, so every day law enforcement's doing their job, but the White House has failed. I got something I want to tell you guys. So what I'm really upset about, and I give the Biden administration credit for recognizing the way to educate kids is by doing social media reels using influences. So they're doing the public campaign mes messaging to the kids. They're going to get the vote of the kids because they're uninformed. But why can't they do the same thing? What I've been asking for for several years is now social media influences, celebrities, athletes and role models teaching the kids because that's where they're uh, they're on the video reels all day long. They're not watching cable news. They're not listening to congressional testimony. They're not watching mainstream media. They're watching social media videos. So why is it that the Biden administration is going to use them for campaigning, but not to teach them how to stay alive? Makes no sense to me. That is a brilliant question that needs to be asked. And I'll tell you what, we're going to take that to the White House and ask it. I don't know if we'll get an answer, but we're going to take that question. You're right. It would be such a powerful deterrent if we could use social media for that good instead of just rounding up votes. Uh, Dirk, I want to ask about something that, uh, that uh, Brandon just said in the last segment. He's the Border Patrol Union chief. He said on May 12th, the cartels will have full operational control of the southwest border, that only 10 percent of agents will be on the border by that time. And we'll see 11 to 16,000 illegal migrants crossing a day, basically turning the entire Border Patrol into a concierge hotel service. The, the, the cartels are pushing in tens of millions of pills now with some operational control left to the border by our Border Patrol. When, it, when the cartels have 100 percent, what's going to happen? Well, it's just going to continue. The madness will continue. The death and destruction will continue. Like like John, like I don't know if people pay attention to this stuff, but I study it every day. 
back a couple of weeks ago, there were 12 poison in Kalamazoo, Michigan, I think six or seven dead. Yep. The week before that, in Boulder, Colorado, five poison. Then you had poisoning deaths, 18 dead in Milwaukee in the first week of April. 18 people dead from this stuff. So we have this massive amount of poisonings going on around the country. We don't get timely and accurate statistics. So it's just going to continue. And unfortunately, families and communities are suffering. And this, again, I always say it, but I have to repeat it. It's not a red or a blue issue. It's red, white, and blue. So every American should be really upset about this. We're losing our future generation. But unfortunately, it, there's no sense of urgency right now at all. And we can't rely on soft on crime, corrupt leaders in Mexico to save American kids. That's got to be stopped. That's why we do need to offer up U.S. military assistance in Mexico so we can really decimate their command and control and their fentanyl poisoning production labs. Yeah. Derek, before we let you go, I just want to ask one very practical question going back to that story about the fentanyl pills at our southern border in California. Um, those packages were sealed inside uh, packages of green beans. And so I think that a lot of Americans hear something like that and they're terrified that maybe residue, because we know it's only a tiny bit of residue that can be fatal. Does that end up on whatever produce comes across our border? Well, I'm not an expert actually on that, Amanda, but my feeling would be no, it's packaged in a way where it's isolated from the produce. Is it possible, yeah, to contaminate it? 100%. It's just common sense, right? If a bag breaks open, gets on the produce, absolutely it's a danger. But I don't think that that's a real concern personally. That's just my opinion. I don't want to minimize it, but it's certainly a dangerous situation. It's poisonous. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Report. So grateful you can join. We'll be back tomorrow with a Sunday brunch edition. Hey, Senator Ron Johnson's going to be with us. That's a fun one. We're also going to have Andy Biggs, Tristan Levitt, one of the lawyers representing that IRS whistleblower. You're going to get that. A lot of other great guests. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition. Hey, if you're wondering what you can do to get my book, everyone's asking, how do I get that kid's book you wrote? Hidden headlines, it's real simple. Go to bravebooks.us, bravebooks.us. If you sign up for their monthly book club, you're going to get my book free this month. That's an amazing value. Otherwise, you can also buy the book a la carte. Either one's a great deal. Go to bravebooks.us, hidden headlines, a wonderful children's story featuring my son's hamster chunk, a detective dog named Seymour Clues, his sidekick, Mr. Mouse, many other great characters telling a story that really reinforces why the First Amendment's first, why free speech is so important to the country, why liberty matters in America. Entertaining, but educating. That's what BraveBooks.us is providing everyone in the country right now. Go check them out and get my book free this month by signing up for a subscription or buy the book a la carte. Either way. All right, folks, that wraps it up. We'll be back with a Sunday brunch edition tomorrow. Senator Ron Johnson will kick us off. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, 
you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. 